0: Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusuf, and I'm here with my co host Adam and special guest again, Jaleel, aka The Purist. Follow him on Twitter. But Adam, why don't you say hello to the folks and go into what we're talking about today? What's up, guys?
1: Uh, today I'm very excited to use because we got a game coming up against Sevilla mm-hmm. this Saturday. Looks like it might not be as good as usual because Sevilla are having a little bit rough run of form so far. But you never know. It's always tough when we play Sevilla, as we all know. Flashback to some great Dembele goals uh, a few seasons (laughs) ago. But let's get into it, Yus, because we're talking about two huge debates, right? The first one, and it's one that you and I talk about a lot, and I think we might disagree with Jaleel here, but we will see, is whether or not Xavi should be starting Frankie De Jong or Gavi in the midfield. And then secondly, we're going to talk about Dembele and Rafinha and the little bit of conundrum we have in this period where Anzufati is still kind of being slowly put into games. The, the conundrum is, is that Dembele and Rafinha are both really, really their best at right wing, right? And so, you know, we've seen them both play left and right and swap, but if we look at, you know, via de lead, there was a lot of goals being created by Rafinha and Dembele from their right side. So we're going to talk about you know who should start on the right wing, who should start on the left wing, and how Javi should line up as we head into some big Champions League games. But let's talk about Frank and Diang and Gavi use because I think now the transfer window is officially over, right? The whole Gerard Romero news today, Thursday, about you know the big historical mystical signing Barca <laughs> might do didn't happen. Aubameyang's gone, Dest is gone. But Frankie de Jong is still here. And I think... My boy. I think there had been a theory, at least on your, your, my, my part and your part, right, that because Frankie might leave, Javi uh, didn't want to start him too much because, you know, one, if he gets injured, it lowers his uh, transfer value. And two, you know, if Frankie's not going to stay, we might as well put Gavi, who's likely to be that starter, uh, up and, and doing well, right? But then you look to that first game against Rayo Vallecano, where we start out with Pedri, Busquets, and Gavi, and you see Frankie de Jong Come on as a sub and do really well, right? And you see him kind of shine in his best attribute, which is taking the ball from deep and against a Ryo defense that was, you know, very, very tough and that had, you know, treated us tough last season as well. You saw Frankie be able to carry the ball through the midfield to the forwards, which is what we were lacking in that first half, right? Where Barca looked very sluggish, we weren't able to progress the ball through the middle And then you get the second game of the season against La Real where we kind of do a box four and Frankie's playing and and Pedri at times are both playing as kind of a double pivot and Frankie didn't have the best game, right? He gives up the ball uh, that leads to that Alexander uh, Isaac goal that puts us down 1-0, right? Uh, Or or ties us 1-1, actually. And so, you know, I want to hear your thoughts, Yus, um, just
0: quickly about where Xavi is with this choice. Um, Well, I mean, clearly he's choosing Gavi over Frankie as a starter. I think he likes um, Gavi's more forward play in the attacking half of the pitch. Mm -hmm. I do know that Frankie is able to also provide that similar attacking uh, dynamic, and I think we saw that. <clears throat> in the era with Messi previously sure. in which there were some interplay forward inside the box and Frankie had quite a few assists and sometimes some goals up in that front attacking half but and you,
1: i you bring up a good uh-huh. point right which is you know uh under Komen, uh before Gavi really made it to the first team that, you know, that that system might have suited Frankie De Jong more than maybe what is now. So I want to get Jaleel in here. Jaleel, why don't you let us know your thoughts about who is the best of those two midfielders to fit <laughs> into the system with Frankie or with uh, Pedro and Busquets.
2: So do I think Gavi or Frankie De Jong are better suited to Xavi's game plan? Um, well, I think neither of them are the ideal uh, profile that Xavi actually wants. That right interior really is all about... ...getting into the box and being a decisive threat from that sort of right half space. And it's neither of their natural game, to be honest. Uh, Frankie certainly. Uh, he, he wants to be that first phase, press-resistant, line-breaking runner... Uh, ...as I'm sure we're all aware of by now. Um, he has been asked to become sort of a box runner and has been reasonably effective... ...but he's not the world-class specialist that Xavi wants... Um, Gavi for me has probably shown a bit more in terms of just raw creative power in that area we haven't seen loads and loads of it but we've seen flashes uh, and for me I think I think there was a game was it Levante last year when uh, Gavi had to sort of um, beat a man and then he cut it back for Pedri and Pedri scored I think that uh, ability to just beat someone um, from sort of a standing start is something that De Jong lacks and so uh, in those kind of areas I, I think I'd right now I'd have to say Gabby. I think Gabby also gives you more defensively um, interestingly enough he's he's more aggressive he breaks up play more often and uh, his acceleration is really useful in transition he, he wins a lot of balls back uh, immediately after Barca have lost it so I think I I'd give it to Gabby actually right now. Unless of course uh, we are talking about a different system. So that three-four-three three square that we saw the other day um, against Real Sociedad, uh, in that sort of deeper double pivot role, you'd obviously prefer, much prefer, uh, Frankie de Jong.
0: Yeah, you know, you brought up some good points there, uh, Jaleel. One thing about Gavi that you commented on just now is that he is able to get the ball back pretty often. But I do also think he does have a difficulty um, with a lot of his runs and he ends up losing the ball as well. So it's not, I I do like the aspect of his aggressiveness, right? That he brings to the pitch um, and, you know, causing the defense some havoc and getting the ball back and whatever that is. But at the same time, he also adds to the dismay of losing the ball and then we have to fight for it back. Um, And then on top of that, I think they do fulfill two different roles, right? Frankie and Gavi, and they they have their strengths and weaknesses, right? As you've said, like um, g- you said, Gavi gives more defense. But I also think a lot of times we see Frankie de Jong dropping back, playing with our center backs, able to bring the ball forward. And I think a lot of times the issue is we need to get the ball forward and up the pitch into the attacking half where Gavi would excel, you know, pushing into the box in that case. But Frankie has to be the player that brings it up. So um, in a team where we're having trouble getting that ball forward, I think, Frank or against the team, Frankie would be a much better choice and Gavi would be better when we have higher possession and higher possession in a, our attacking half. And then um, the other thing is, I think, you know, if you, if you want to use the example of Frankfurt in which, <sighs> Gavi started the game, it was a very aggressive game, high intensity, the ball was pushing so much on our side, and they were stopping us many times, Gavi's, in my opinion, not the best player to play against that team, even though he's very aggressive, he struggles and is not so level-headed as Frankie de Jong, hmm. and so I think that sure. causes I, he always gets a, a little and yeah. I <laughs> think I
1: think you bring up a good point you bring up last season. Because if you think about it, right, the biggest matches that we won, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Napoli, those were all games we mm-hmm. started with the Frank De Jong, Pedri, and Busquets lineup. Whereas the games we had trouble in, right, getting knocked out of the Europa League against Frankfurt, uh, the Copa del Rey against Athletic Club, yeah, Bilbao, I believe, Bilbao, right, Bilbao, that yeah. was a Pedri, mm-hmm. Busi, and Gavi midfield. And so, you know, last season alone kind of shows us, right, when both players are playing, who's going to who's gonna play better. And I think you have a good point, which is that Gavi does serve a great purpose, right, which is oftentimes we'll see him when Dembele or Rafinha are on the ball on the right wing. You'll see Gavi kind of move up into that half space and try and occupy defenders to either pull them away from Lewandowski or to receive the ball and drive into the box. The thing about Gavi is he's still a diamond in the rough, right? Like us saying mm-hmm. that we would prefer Franky Young to start is not a, a slander on Gavi or is not in any way a negative thing. It's just he's a young player who needs to kind of grow more. And, you know, I said this on our last video too, like when we're trying to figure out exactly how, you know, all the pieces in this offense are going to work with so many new additions, I feel a little bit like Gabi might not be able to adapt so quickly because he's young and still needs to gain some experience. I think one other thing that has to be said is that with uh, right back and left back that are pretty up in. The air, right, with Balde taking over for Alba and just knowing the fact that Balde will struggle at some points, right? Because he's a young player who hasn't had a full season starting. And then you think sure. about that right back spot with Serginio Dest, our only natural right back player leaving. And then Kunde or possibly Araujo playing in that uh, right back spot. Or like, Roberto. I don't, or Roberto, <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't know if we're going to be able to get the ball up the wings through those players and so Frankie DeYoung's skill set will help right because he's able to like you said use kind of get the ball deeper in the field and then drive it forward through his own dribbling abilities and through uh you know his his ability to take the ball look up kind of scan the field figure out whether to to dribble or to run and then you know create something from our half and progress it forward right i think that's Frankie's uh best skill and so you know uh, one thing i want to hear from you Jaleel, is uh what do you think is kind of the defense that it would be best to play Gavi or Frankie against, right? Because sometimes we see teams that are playing super aggressively, pressing us up high, or other times we see teams that are kind of sitting back, waiting to hit us on the counter. Where do you think Gavi or Frankie are better suited to play? Uh,
2: This is a pretty easy one for me. If the opponent's going to be really, really aggressive and press supremely high, uh, then you want Frankie De Jong. He's, uh, as I've said, sort of a very effective pressure release valve. Um, he can break lines on his own, he can pick the ball up from very deep positions and single-handedly uh break through a press. So for sure he's better suited to uh opponents that are likely to press aggressively and leave space in behind. Uh, whereas Gavi again is is better at unlocking the door, I think, if you've got a deep um a deep defensive line to try and break down. I think Gabby has a little more creativity. I think he is um a better combination player in tight spaces and yeah, like I said, he can he can beat a man one v one, which is also very important in those situations. So uh, I'd rather have Gabby against deep defensive lines, low blocks and Frankie against high pressure uh aggressive monsters. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I definitely agree with you, Jaleel. I mean, you know, I, I would like to see Javi try them both against the defense they're best at, kind of like you laid out and I was alluding to earlier. It feels like so far this season, uh, Gavi has just kind of been shoehorned in as a starter every game. And so, you know, part of this video is us being a little bit premature, right? Only three games into the season, just wanting to see what the options are with Frankie starting. And I hope, and I trust in Javi that he'll eventually get us to the spot we need to be. I think, now let's move on to the topic that's a little bit uh, so hard for me to kind of to, to understand and figure out, right? Because we have two extremely good right wingers in Dembele and Rafinha. And I have been so, so happy with how Rafinha has played so far this season. You think about that first goal against Valladolid where he crosses it in and just hits Lewandowski at the back post to put us up 1-0. On the other hand, use I'm a Dembo's stan, right? I love Usman <laughs> Dembele. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, he has been the whole time, even through all the ups and downs. And now we are on a pretty consistent upswing, right? He scores the goal against L'Oreal uh, from that Fati backheel, which was on the left side, coincidentally. And then against Valladolid, he's able to score or assist Pedri, right, running from the right. And then he's also able to assist Lewandowski, again, starting from the right. And so what we have here is a situation in which Dembele and Rafinha are both best on the right. But of course, only one of them can really be there as their main position. And what we've seen Xavi so far do is kind of start them on opposite wings and at times have them switch over. And I think the Valladolid win is what has caused a little bit of a mystery, right? Because it's so clear uh, as we have up on the screen that, you know, all the opportunities they both created were from that right wing side. So I want to hear from you, Yus. I mean, in terms of Rafinha versus Dembele, who is your preference at right wing, right? At the position they're best at?
0: So I'm a hands down say Dembele. um, And for a few reasons. And, you know, after coming back from so many injuries and after having a tough season with his whole uh, um, debacle with his contract and whatnot, Mm -hmm. I really think he has found his spot and blossomed a little bit here. And I want to see more growth from him. Um, Let's start off with saying that he is a better facilitator than Rafinha so far. I do think Rafinha has some great precision crosses, as you were just saying, that one to Lewandowski. Um, But I think Dembele has uh, just a better ability to... Cross the ball, not only over the top, because I think Rafinha is better at that, but, like, find the man in the box at the right time. And he's, uh, he, he's shown it a lot more often already this season. Um, I also think Dembele better at uh, being fluid on both sides of the pitch, but that we're talking about the right side. So let's just stay there. Um, well, and that's but, a good point, too,
1: right? Uh-huh. And that's what makes this kind of a conundrum is that I think, and I agree with you, Dembele is a better right winger than Rafinha. The issue is, I think Dembele is also a better left winger than Rafinha. And, <laughs> sure. uh But I think that, you know, do you do you sacrifice having Dembele on that left wing because he can play it better, even though he is the best at right wing? I don't know. And I'd love to hear you, Julio, chime in. Like, what do you think about, is it actually true that Dembele and Rafinha <laughs> are both best as right wingers?
2: Yes, I do think both Dembele and Rafinha are much more effective on the right. Uh, for Rafinha, it's obvious he's just left-footed, and although he likes to drift inside, he he wants to drift inside onto his favoured left. Uh, for Dembele, despite being both-footed, for whatever reason, he's just much more comfortable taking players on, on the right. Um, his ability to go either way on that touchline just completely confounds defenders. You've all seen it. And, yeah, supremely, supremely good one versus one. For me, I actually like what's happening at the moment, which is uh, the two of them rotating. I think you want both of them on the pitch right now, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But um, Dembélé is is certainly a, a non-negotiable starter for me uh, right now. I think he's just so effective, so destructive, and uh, Rafinha is is as equally really uh, as is being equally as effective. Um, in the final third, super um, incredibly unpredictable, let's say, uh, very direct, very energetic, and both looking a real nightmare for defences. So, considering they're both more effective on the right, a system where they sort of just rotate and keep the fullbacks guessing suits me better. Um, but going to my head, and you have to start one at right wing um, in, you know, Champions League final then uh, I've, I've got to start Dembele, I
0: think. Yeah, you know what, Jaleel, I actually agree with you. I like how Javi uses both of them in this system right now, and I like the fluidity between them. Uh, keeping their defense guessing is a great, great thing, and it is dynamic, something that we haven't seen so much. I think we've gotten too predictable in the, last, the previous seasons, you know, cross and praise and whatnot, but now we've really added some uh, mystery to our team and some, like, explosive uh, players, and so definitely enjoy that dynamic and then you know let's just consider if we're only going to play one of those players on the right side and uh, decide who's going to be on the left side let's not count Rafinha because we really think that that is a good uh, choice but let's say there are times where we don't play him right is it going to be Ferran Torres is it going to be um Anzufati um maybe some other player whoever we have because we just lost Aubameyang so definitely not that but in my opinion a Torres and Anzufati are both still coming back they're both uh from still injury. struggling to find their f- what's that
1: they're both coming back from injury
0: injury yeah um And, you know, I think the reports are, as you said previously, that Javi's trying to take it slow with Anzu Fati. Mm -hmm. So in the case, though, I think Anzu Fati is a much better player. I think. I mean, Fati mania use. Of course we do, (laughs) right? I mean, you just you see
1: Fati come on and just immediately make huge impacts. And uh, I couldn't agree with Mm -hmm. you more there. Uh, Farhan, you know, we've never been hot on. I think a lot of people are unfairly critical of him. But, uh, you know, I would say Anzu Fati is clearly a level above.
0: Sure. I mean, let's be honest. If I had to do or die it right now, coin flip it, would I choose, bet my life on it, Anzufati or Ferran Torres, I would choose Anzufati. I just think he has better passing. He has better uh, ability to uh, be on target, on goal. And we've seen that time and time again. Ferran Torres, always sky in shots, a little like Dembele when he gets a little overzealous. But I think another thing is Anzufati is more, um, he has more 3D awareness. He knows where players are. He knows what to look for. And um, he's shown that with uh, his back heel flick to Dembele with that left-sided goal as you mentioned uh, at the beginning of this video but Jalil in this case since we're talking about the left side who do you think is going to be slotted or who do you think is best to be slotted on that left wing um, with Dembele on the right wing?
2: Um, It sounds like a bit of a cop-out but I think you just pick whoever's playing best at the time. In an ideal world I prefer the balance that a Ferran or Ansu gives you on the left. I think with this system, because it's so heavily dependent on creative forces on the right um, and and width from that right-hand side, you want as much goal threat as possible in the box. And I think a, a, a sort of winger, an inverted winger, if you like, somebody that's going to come inside often, and be an additional real goal threat, like Ferran or Ansu, is preferable. Um, I know Xavi wants the attacking midfielders to contribute more this season in terms of goals, and for sure that will help, but regardless, you want more of a goal threat from your forwards. And uh, if Barca are creating a lot of chances from the right, which is always the case, I like overloading the box with with the likes of Ferran and Ansu, and their movement is... Um, Usually, really, really good. Um, however, Ferran's not on the greatest form at the moment. He's obviously come back from injury, and Rafinha's playing very well. And you don't need to to, to shoehorn Ferran into this team. You don't need to shoehorn Ansu into his team if he's not physically hundred percent. If you've got Rafinha firing, then for me, that's that's an effective, a very effective front line: Rafinha, Lewandowski, Dembele. And uh, yeah, um, all equal. I, I like I said. I do like fatty probably first, and um, then Ferran, and then Rafinha. But if Rafinha's on form, then he gets in the team for me.
1: I definitely agree, Jaleel. I mean, I think one of the th- one of the biggest bones of contention we had with Valverde. Even Komen, a little bit, the, the Setien fiasco we had was that we were just way too predictable, right? I feel like you were trotting out, and I hate to always mention this, but, right, how many bad horror show images, memories do we have of a backline of Alba, Lenglet, uh, Piquet, Sergio Berto, and Busquets, right? And it just felt like every single year for, from 20. 16 on we were just trotting out the same old players uh who were aging each year and there was just no there was there was too much predictability right it felt like you know okay we beat liverpool um at the camp new and it's 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 tight but we win by a few goals then you know we go to anfield and it's like we're just trotting out the same old lineup right like they have time and they have the ability to have seen that team play the week before and they can just you know make us crumble whereas now with fati with rafinha with Torres, with Dembele, with Lewandowski, with Memphis Depay, with Frankie, with Busi, Gavi, Kessie, like, uh, you know, every player we have, basically, it just, it finally feels like we have an assortment of players to pull out against different scenarios and i feel like there's nothing but good going to come from that right use like it's just it's so refreshing to have the options to play players i know there's going to be a tough thing for Javi to deal with a big challenge in terms of man management and getting all these egos in line but in terms of the options he has at his disposal to put out an unpredictable lineup to try and you know break the status quo and, and and not allow the opposing defense to set up this is an ideal situation right
0: Yeah, and I I also think that we're going to have an opportunity to try out uh, slightly different things for players that, slightly different lineups for players that have not uh, gotten a lot of time, right? Because we do have the Copa del Rey coming up. Let's not count the Champions League because that's dire stakes with the group of death that we've fallen Mm -hmm. into uh, against Bayern, Inter, and. pulls in. So I'm, you know, uh, I think the Copa del Rey will be a good spot like a team against Vio Lead, we know they've been releg- relegated a few times, they struggle, we saw how they perform not too well. I think those are the types of games uh, down the line, not necessarily at this point, but when we need to rotate more players um, that we can try out those different situations, right? And the one thing I will comment about Ferran Torres is I think there'll be a time when he kind of slots his in slots in uh, where he needs to be and is uh, fit. But right now, I think he's also occupying the wrong space when we see him in some uh, subbed in in this game. I think he had a uh, Well, starting, difficulty. right? I think it was against yeah. La Real oh, yeah. where Sorry. he
1: was like a, a second striker. Mm-hmm. I believe that was the La Real yeah, game. Exactly. And he definitely yeah, yeah. did not look good, right? And that doesn't help mm-hmm. his confidence. Um, you know, he had some uh, missed shots against Frankfurt last season that I think are haunting him still. And so, you know, <laughs> I just uh, it was something we talked about after the Ryo Baicano game was kind of like, I just want to make sure all of our players are put into the best positions for them to, uh, to thrive. And so, you know, Javi's got some new players who he hasn't had that much time training with. And hopefully as the season goes on, Javi will kind of, uh, be able to firmly understand what the best structure is for this team. And then he'll also understand what players are best suited for each part of that, that
0: plan and that formation. Right. So I think Javi has been utilizing players, um, or he's, he's been having a hard time subbing players in at the right time, right? I think he waits too long in certain situations. It's clearly not working. These players uh, are against a system that is not working out too well. And he, it just seems like he keeps hammering it, hammering, it, hammering it. And then at like 65, 70 minute, when it just hasn't worked, we haven't scored a goal and everything's do or die at that point, then he makes a sub in. And then it's a little too late, in my opinion. Um, and I think he does need to work on that. But that's a side that's coach's issues. And with that... We're going to bid you guys a goodbye and subscribe to our channel, Barca Breakdown. Also, Twitter, follow Jalil at The Purist. Please give him support because he loves coming on and giving us his thoughts. He's also creating a YouTube channel or has created a YouTube channel and some videos. So check his out at The Purist again. Thank you guys all for listening. And we'll see you guys on Saturday after the Sevilla game. Have a nice week. Thanks, guys.